0: All right, team, welcome to the Strong Side Podcast. My name is Mitchell Black and I'm your host. And today we are going to be hanging out with Mr. Coach Chris. Now, a lot of you guys are watching this live in our Facebook members group, and that's awesome. We decided this week to do one that was live and a little split uh, split screen chit chat. But if you are listening to this for the first time after we pull this audio and it's on our podcast, do us a favor. Give us a five-star review. Maybe you screenshot it. Tell us what you like to hear so we can get more of that content uh, for you guys. We want to bring you guys value. So if you can tell us what you like, that's what we're going to get done. All right. So here's what we're going to do today. Me and Coach Chris, we're just going to chit-chat, hang out. You guys are going to get to know him. He's going to be moving down uh, starting June 1st. He'll actually be here in like a week or so, but he's starting officially June 1st. And he's going to be the club manager at our Woodstock location. Since this video is live, you can comment on here. We can see all your comments, and we'll save them for a little bit later on. We'll answer them. It can be interactive. It can be fun. So we want to hear from you. So other than that, Coach Chris. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, I couldn't be more excited,
1: to be honest with you. Um, you know, everything uh, just worked out. And I loved coming down and the energy from basically the the moment I walked in the first day at Strongside. I think I saw Coach Bree coaching the 745 on Saturday, uh, the day that I, I came down. And, you know, just felt at home right from the get-go. And I loved it. So, um Kudos to you and, and, and kudos to the team for building that strong community. And that's all any coach could ever ask for is just a great, great community to immerse himself in and
0: herself, actually. Dude, that's a really good memory. You remember 745 on Saturday and who the coach was. Yep, yep. I, um,
1: I, I can't say I have a photographic memory. That's that's not true. Um, but I, I, I find that I pay attention to the small details. And I, I think I even remember – I think there was like two or three people in the class and they were doing box step overs, but, um, it was a great class. And then I watched your eight forty-five, and then I took the 10, got smoked, got humbled. Um, and,
0: um, kind of been on board ever since really. But yeah. Cause you came down, that was the, uh, the day of formal. Correct. Yep. yep. Yeah. That was a big introduction to strong side day yeah, right you there. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding.
1: Um, you know what though, I I am so glad I went that route though. Um, again, talk about community. The folks at Strongside were so welcoming. Um, coming up, introducing themselves, me introducing myself, and just creating awesome, awesome conversation. And I just can't wait to further those conversations when I get down there and and start rocking and rolling. It's it's been. Absolutely wonderful getting to know obviously the people through the small interaction that I've had, but seeing the posts online and being a part of the members groups it's it's really, really quite awesome
0: that's cool you said so you said like can't wait to get down here or whatever like so you're coming from New York, right mm-hmm. okay, because mm-hmm. I thought I had it wrong. You said something on Facebook their other day like something about New Jersey or something I was like, oh no, well,
1: I live in New Jersey, I work in New York, so I get a double whammy
0: um, oh
1: okay, I'm originally from i grew up in New Jersey, um, born and raised, got a job in Westchester, which is right over the Tappan Zee Bridge. You have to cross the Hudson, um, right over the, the Tappan Zee Bridge. And I've been doing the commute, you know, pretty much ever since. Um, but my, my home, home, home is New Jersey and that's where I've been born and raised. And that's where my family is originally from before they moved down to Georgia. So um, I was kind of the only one still up here and I was, you know, wanting to change for um, myself and my family and um, my family being my wife and my 10-month-old daughter, Ada, um, who I'm absolutely head over heels in love with, both of them. Um, and shout out, to all, shout out to all the moms out there real quick. Happy early Mother's Day. Um, so we wanted to change and we decided that we wanted to be closer to family and um, my family and and um everything about georgia we just fell in love with and woodstock and we just fell in love with and uh, we have strong family ties down there and we can't wait to come down plop down get settled and get rocking and
0: rolling and you got so your parents live in downtown woodstock right yeah
1: they live over in uh oakhurst in woodstock and we're gonna be in deer run over in woodstock so we're in the same town but i think if i'm getting my directions correct um downtown splits us we're on one side they're on the other
0: yeah uh i really like those houses where your parents live and i'm really familiar with uh with deer run so you guys, yeah you guys got some good areas and yeah, we're pumped and you got your sister is it your sister lives down here too yeah my sister is in east atlanta
1: i believe she's actually a pa over at emory university Um, so she's been down here since college, down in Georgia since college. Um, and she kind of started the trend and, you know, eventually we all just kind of followed suit, um, to now where it's just, you know, the biggest thing that rang in, in my heart and really kind of rang in my head is every time I came down, we would mostly come down for holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it just kept getting harder and harder to leave. So I was like, Oh. I really don't have to leave. My family, my entire family's down. And, you know, thank goodness my wife was on board. She supports um, us and me a hundred percent, and we're ready to rock and roll. So it just, right now, so far, it couldn't have worked out better. And and where's your wife from? My wife is from New Jersey too. Um, She actually grew up in the town next to me. Um, She unfortunately gets the moniker. If you, Ever checked out the Real Housewives of New Jersey? She grew. Up, she grew up in the same town as all those. We're not the same. It's not. It's not as bad as it. It's portrayed on TV, but we. That's where she grew up. I love how you have to preface it. You're like, it's not. It's, it's not, not that bad. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do get a bad moniker, but it's really not that bad. It's. It's. There's a lot of great people up here for
0: sure. That's funny, man. How did you guys uh, meet? So.
1: um I, I, I say this with a lot of confidence and a lot of, no one's here to judge me, but she actually took one of my classes. Um, she came down and um, if there's one thing you'll get to learn about my wife is she's very intense when she works out. She doesn't like to be bothered. And I wasn't trying to bother her. Um, she came down with a friend and I obviously thought she was beautiful from the beginning. But I wasn't that person that was going to sit there and, you know, be the instructor, the weird instructor. So um, mutual friends of ours introduced us, um, you know, obviously through the gym and outside of the gym. And we just started talking um, through Instagram, through Facebook, you know, liking each other's posts and stuff. And, you know, I asked her out on the date as, you know, traditionally would.
0: Um split into those DMs. We, we <laughs> yeah,
1: kinda <laughs> in a way, yes, you called me. Um and you know, I kinda knew right then and there that she was gonna be my wife. So in a in an indirect way we met at, at the, the gym that I used to work at and um got married in two thousand nineteen. We had our daughter in two thousand and twenty one and we're moving in two thousand and twenty two. So it's been a crazy, crazy couple of years.
0: That's wild, dude. Yeah, so I can feel you on that. I have. Uh, I've never dated a member. I've never dated a client ever, uh-huh. except for my wife. There you go. And I met her at Strongside, and she was a member. And same deal. Like you're not like you're not like you're on not the prowl with the members. Guy. You're not trying to be that guy. But I will say, I think our friends set us
1: up from the, from the get go. And they're basically like, Hey, go take Chris's class or go, you know, go head over to, you know, my former gym is Freak Strength. Go head over to Freak Strength and, and, you know, meet the instructor. He's a really nice guy. And I think it was almost kind of set up, although never confirmed, but I do think it was the set.
0: Up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So what, when you were, when you were growing up, do you, do you do any sports or anything?
1: Yes. So I was the typical, the typical jock.
0: Um,
1: it was football in the fall. It was basketball in the winter. And it was baseball in the spring and summer. That's a lot. Um, and I loved everything about sports. I was always, always of a uh, athletic mindset. And in high school, I started to shift and transition to really, really fall in love with the game of baseball. Um, and I just wanted everything to do with it from practice to playing, to games, to travel, so everything. Um, lo and behold, it repaid me. It, it gave me a scholarship to where I could further my studies. I could play an additional four years. So I played over at LIU Brooklyn in um, downtown New York, downtown Brooklyn, um, we were in the NEC conference. So we played you know smaller schools, larger schools, um, and then as luck would have it, um, the university thought highly enough to where I was awarded a um, graduate assistant and I was able to go back and get my master's degree pretty much from right right after I graduated from my bachelor. So it's given me so much. I still love the game today, um, again. No judgment. I'm a huge Yankees fan, and I, I think that comes with the territory. But I can certainly get behind the Braves, too. I certainly can. I will get behind the Braves. I mean, Braves.
0: they won a few games last year, didn't they?
1: Well, they won the World Series last year, so that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> so, um, but as a Yankee fan, you're always kind of rooting against the Mets, and I know they're one of the uh, rivals of the Mets. So we will, we'll be, we'll be Braves fans. We'll, we'll be Braves
0: supporters when we get down there. Gotcha. Yeah, dude, everybody – Braves and Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know anything yeah. about either of them. Nobody yeah. likes the Falcons, though.
1: Well, they've kind of fallen on hard times. They really have. But you're right.
0: And I think from what I've seen, they really like the soccer team down there. What is it, the Atlanta United? Yeah, but, it, like, it blew up the first year. They won the championship, and then, like, it's Not ghosted so ever anymore? since then. Really? Well, I'm just – I'm more gearing up. I
1: want to check out that – that, uh, mercedes-benz i've heard gr- tremendous things about that mercedes-benz
0: and i'm also a big college football fan so i know they host a lot of games there too it's uh you know i haven't been to a lot of stadiums i don't know a lot about sports but it's nice like yeah no, i don't feel like you know i'm getting gum on my shoe or right, anything like that exactly. like it's it's pretty nice exactly so what what was like your fitness journey was it just like baseball and the training or i know you got a master's right. in, in um strength and conditioning and stuff but what got you into wanting to train
1: So, you know, what's every young boy's dream? To play professional baseball, right? Um, When I slowly realized that was not going to happen, I was like, well, maybe I can still stay involved somehow. Um, And I always had a fondness for working out. I always enjoyed it. Um, It was something that I always loved doing. Like I said, I loved everything to do with sports and athletics and working out just followed suit. So... um, you know you realize the handwritings on the wall and you're going to have to finish your studies and start to make alternative plans and what what am I going to do for a career because everybody you know especially young you know young boys and well, I'm going to play professional baseball um so I was like well maybe I can stay involved with the training aspect of things I had a wonderful strength coach in college who was a coach but also a mentor and um he kind of I would say picked me out of a crowd, and was like, "You really relate well back to the athletes. You're very real with them. You're very, uh, you do a nice job coaching them. Would you like to stay an extra two years and become a graduate assistant and just help me out?" Absolutely, I would love to. I mean, this is going to be my career. It's another another nice um, line on my on my resume. Absolutely. So after that, I went. Um, I got another internship from um, the former strength coach for the New York Yankees. He owned a facility, actually our current facility where I'm at now. He ended up selling years later, but, and and I'll get to that in a second, but it was primarily an athletes-based gym where it was high school kids, um, college players, both male and female, whatever sport we were willing to help. When he sold the gym, it kind of transitioned more to general pop, general fitness. And that's when I made the transition over to you know, just dealing with more the adult clientele. And quite honestly, I haven't looked back since. I love the adults. Do I love athletes? No question about it. But I absolutely, absolutely have a passion for uh, general population, adult wellness, um, adult fitness. I think they are some of the most intriguing people out there. And athletes have their quirks and all that, but I love working with the adults and seeing them start from where they don't even know if they can do a squat to doing a full-on power clean. And I love seeing that transition. I think it's such a, such a powerful thing. And to have somebody on their team guide them through it, those those relationships last lifetimes. They don't last years. They
0: last lifetimes. And that's,
1: that's what I'm all about, is just creating relationships and having them last lifetimes.
0: Got it. What a... Like, so when you get there, as you've learned all that training, uh, you know, basically pro or semi-pro athletes, working with all these people, and then going to general pop, what has what built your, like, fitness philosophy? And, and when I say that, I mean, like, what do you think is the most important thing to do for people when they get started training? And what's actually the most least important? Like, you know, like, people are yeah. like, I'm going to start working out. I need to get 12 pairs of new shoes. I don't know, maybe. Or like, what is the most important thing you should do?
1: So I think the most important thing is um, care, caring. Um, Showing a sense of genuineness towards every customer that walks in the door. Um, Everybody has great days, everybody has good days, everybody has bad days, but the level of care that you give a customer should never waver. Um, And your energy and your presence on on the floor should never waver. You know, you got to put that stuff aside and you're all about your, your given clientele, your given customer. I think the least important is this preconceived notion that you have to come in at a certain fitness level or having done some sort of fitness in the past because you don't. You can come in and I always tell people, you are where you are. You're starting where your starting point is. It's not, it's not a bad thing. We're just going to build a little bit more. And I think that they, a lot of people get this preconceived notion that, oh, I, 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 should, I should probably go to the gym first before I do a, a personal training or a class. Well, then why are you coming to me in the first place? Let's, let me help you get some confidence to you and we'll build brick by brick, block by block, and we'll build you up to where, like I said, you weren't even sure if you were doing a squat first. Now you're doing full on power cleans and box jumps and, you know, med ball slams and all those wonderful movements that are going to get you to your goal. So I think the best thing or the, the most important thing is care. And the least important thing is coming in and having an, an ego and a mantra to you where, oh, I got to be in shape or I have to have some level of back, you know, fitness background to start, you don't. that's what we're here for.
0: Yeah. I, that's, my entire career, that's all I've heard is, you know, people be like, yeah, I, I just need to get in shape first. And I'm like, yeah, that's like breaking your car real good before you take it to the mechanic. Exactly. Just, I just mean, go. It's like not brushing your teeth for
1: six months before you go to the dentist. You know yeah. I mean? so, yeah. Like, that's
0: it. So you can get some <laughs> real like, good dental well, work.
1: Well, well, well. What are you here for? Let me help you. I, I, I want to help. That's my, that's my
0: job. You, you posted something really good on your Instagram. I think it was like yesterday or today. where. are uh, um you'll probably remember it better than I did, but it was so good where you said that like, like, uh, loving to coach won't make you a great coach, yeah. but loving to, what was it? Care for people and, and yeah. teach them is what makes you a good coach. Yeah. So I think a lot of
1: people, and, and I would say, you know, I started coaching, I would say coaching, coaching, coaching back in like 2014, I was doing personal training in 2010, of working my way up but when you take yourself out of the equation and you just you coach because you love the 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 interaction with the members and the guests I think that's the most powerful thing like it's not a question of hey let me um this is this is my ego coming into it and I'm going to train you how I would train myself no that's let's train you where you want to go Um, And you got to fall in love with coaching and you got to fall in love with being able to relate what you know to the people that are seeking your knowledge. There's a lot of smart people out there, a ton way smarter than I am. But if you can't relate back to the individual, it's for naught. So you might as well just kind of take that shiny degree and rip it up because no one really cares how much you know until you can relate it back to them. So I love those little intricacies. I love those little touch points, those moments with the member, like I said, you know, we call it almost like that aha moment,
0: like, oh, wow, I, I learned something today. What's your thought, going into that a little bit more, what's your thought about member interaction and uh, just having a, va- what's your value system around that? Crucial, 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 crucial.
1: You have to be almost in the best way possible, part of these people's everyday lives. Um, you know, whether it's because a lot of these people come to you and they look at you as a role model, whether they say it out loud or not, that's what they do. Um, and I think member interaction is so, so important to where, you know, you have to, Hey, how's your day going? Oh, you know, whatever the case is, you know, let me, let me add my two cents and then we'll get to work. You know, I'm always here for you. I'm always a helping hand you know, of um, a family member passes away, you know, you put out a card, happy birthday, you know, you go out. I think member interaction is so underplayed and undervalued um, to where they're essentially, a lot of the time you're spending a lot more time with your members than sometimes your own family. And you have to have, to have a great interaction and great, um, I guess, relationships with each of them. And each of them can be very different. Some can be, you're motivating them and you're, you know, you're, you're rah, rah cheerleading them. And then some, you're a little softer and you're just like, Hey, I got you. You're that constant voice, that voice of confidence behind them. And they're, they're looking to you for that. So I think member interaction um, is, is something that's downplayed, but um, is probably one of the most important um, elements in our area. Because a lot of people come in and they're intimidated right off the bat, so if you don't if you don't kill that intimidation,
0: they're going to walk right out on you. Couldn't could not agree more, one hundred percent. How so? You just to rewind a little bit. You said, "Hey, I'm going to touch on this later." You, you know, you were at freak strength. And then there was like another gym. Like you got a pretty cool story on how you got here. What was the path? And what do you what are you doing now up there? Like, what was the path that got you here?
1: Um. So. One of our, I guess, I've, I've been in some different different arenas, I guess you will. I went to, I did some physical therapy. Didn't really like that. That wasn't my speed. But I, I tried to learn as much as I could um, during physical therapy. And then one of my buddies who owned a gym was like, hey, you know, I'd really like to get our adults involved you want to start that. Okay, I'm on board. So we started that. We were doing mostly classes, boot camp style-esque. And then one of the former people that I worked up in Westchester took over this place, bought it from its former owner, and was like, listen, I don't know anything about the fitness background. I need a general manager to come in and, you know, run the show. And, you know, he saw enough in me to where he was basically like, you know, I am... I, I, I turned him down a couple of times because I didn't want to do the commute and you and I have talked about the commute, um, but I did turn him down a couple times and he finally called me and he's like, listen, I'm not asking anymore. I'm telling you, you're going to come manage this place. What's it going to take for you to get up here? And it's been, it's been awesome ever since. And then um, it wasn't anything that this place didn't offer me. I still love it. I still love our members. I just wanted to be closer to our family, and I wanted to have a fresh start, and I wanted to have, um, uh, you know, a, a better opportunity for my daughter. And I get that all down in Georgia rather than up in the Northeast. I mean, it's no secret, you know, people are leaving this area in in masses, and it's not anything that anybody does wrong. It's just a better way of living somewhere else, unfortunately,
0: and that's what we're after. Yeah, I'm with you. So, totally shifting gears a little bit here. I'm not saying that it's every Friday, but it really seems like it's every Friday. You are grilling steaks and yes. popping some great wine. Yeah. And do you have like a, are you like a chef of some sort? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mention that. Um, yeah, it is every Friday. I kind of well, it's it's more I enjoy it. I enjoy you know, it kind of takes me out of my element. And it's like, right, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make it better? What am I going to do? So yes, I do love to grill. Um, I enjoy a nice glass of wine. I enjoy even more a nice glass of bourbon. I'm a big bourbon guy. Um, And I think it's something that is my relaxation. You know, some people will read, some people will listen to podcasts. Some people will go for long walks. I enjoy cooking. I I just find a passion for it um, and I enjoy tinkering. And um, now where it's different, my wife enjoys baking. So um, it's more uh, a nice little balance to where I'll do the, the meals and she'll do you know, a little dessert at the end. But we really try and keep it to the weekend where we just treat ourselves. And, and it's also too, it's great time for us to spend together. We live such, such active lives. She runs her own, you know, social media and marketing business. I'm at the gym early to late. And we found in our marriage that it works well to wear Friday and Saturday night. If we at least have those two nights where we have meals with each other, then we are um, we're, we're on the right track. And, and it's great for us to communicate and, and talk and, and just be husband
0: and wife and then enjoy our daughter as well. Um, one of our members, Alex Pepe, she just commented. She said, what's your favorite wine and what's your favorite bourbon? Oh, okay. So um, simply, uh,
1: we have uh, – my wife and I, we enjoy Pinot Noir the most. Um, and, you know, that's, that's our go-to. So I would say Mayomi. We have our um, anniversary wine, which is uh, Flowers, which is a, 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 we'll have only on our anniversary – and, um, my favorite bourbon, man, there's so many good out there. I'm simple. I like a, a nice Buffalo trace and I'm not a nice guy. So I like it neat. So there you go. Favorite. What, like,
0: are you, do you like, what's your knowledge base with it? Are you just like, Oh man, this is good. Or are you like smelling it and pairing it with the right steak at the right time? Uh, I'm not that good yet. I, I try and.
1: You know what I try and do is just have an appreciation for it. Um, bourbons, I, I've gotten a little bit more into. Um, I just try and have like an appreciation for them. My buddies and I will have conversations about them and we'll do like different taste uh, taste testing and stuff like that. Um, but as far as like pairing goes, I'm not I'm not that good with it. I just I appreciate a nice glass of bourbon and a nice glass of wine and a good conversation with either my wife or my buddies. I think it's it's um, it's a nice way to kind of come down from a long week and, and relax and enjoy each other.
0: Yeah, I, we just we just spent some time in Napa like two weeks ago. I saw that. We
1: were ultra jealous because my wife is
0: dying to go out there. Learned a lot. Um, like to your point, like, uh, I mean, the only thing that I knew was a white and a red. That was about all – that was a big challenge. You got your eyes opened a little bit. Yeah, like what you say about pairing and and like – case testing it is different it is i mean i get it it's different um
1: you know it's i value more you know you just kind of come together and you have good quality time with people and that's you know that's what i value is good quality time with good friends um my wife my family and that's essentially one of the biggest reasons why we are moving down is because we're we're searching for more quality time with our family
0: for sure are you Are you a little Italian in there or is it just New Jersey? Just New Jersey. (laughs) I did not know if you're going to be like Italian, like Sunday night pasta dinners.
1: No, just New Jersey. We do, we do do a Sunday night dinner. That's kind of our thing. Um, but we'll mix it up. You know, we like, we like, um, our steaks. We like pasta, you know, it's all the monikers of, uh, you know, having that heavy Italian influence. Yeah, they're there, but, um. It's not the be-all, end-all. We we, we we like a good steak on the grill with corn on the cob just as much as we like a nice bowl of pasta. So we're, we're, we are foodies, but we'll, we'll keep it fresh for ourselves.
0: Now, is your, is your whole family pretty intense in working out? Because I met your mom at Ampton the Park, and yeah. she don't mess around.
1: So she is my absolute inspiration. So to your point, or to your question, uh, my mom and I are, are big on it. My dad, not so much. Uh, he's more the chef of the family, so we all have nice balance. He's a he's a fantastic cook. Um, I I hope to be like him one day. Um, but my mom is a, uh, for lack of a better term, she's a badass. She did the uh, she did the Muay Thai, she did the kickboxing, and then while while she was still up here, and then when she moved down, she was like, well, I need something to do. I think she did some nine rounds. She um, she tried out some other gyms. And then when COVID hit, she would just stream into our classes up here because that's kind of the way the fitness industry went. Everybody went on Zoom. And she's like, do you mind if I just stream in? And I'm like, absolutely. And I kind of used her almost as like a little experiment. Like, hey, how's the volume? Can you hear me? Like, how do you find the transition stuff like that? So, you know, she was instrumental in some of that stuff because she gave me great feedback and it was ultimately able to you know, portraits my members. So to your question, she and I will be probably workout buddies. My wife loves working out. Um, so those are kind of the three of of our family that really get after it. And and I wouldn't be at all surprised if you see my dad and my sister down there. Maybe more for the legends and my sister will take a class, but she's she's constantly working, but
0: my mom and, and myself and my wife for sure. That's cool. What uh you mentioned like COVID pivoting digital and stuff like that what was uh wh- what, what was that experience like what was like the biggest like can you I know it brings back a lot of pain for us all in the fitness space but like what's a big takeaway or something you learned so real quick I
1: just saw a question pop up Alex yes my mom's name is Gwen she uh she um uh has kind of shorter hair yes yeah, so her name is Gwen COVID man oh wow that's a loaded question well so you don't you, you can't prepare for anything like that um, you, you, there's and, and I saw what you um, what you did as far as like renting out equipment we did something very similar. We, we, I remember it like it was yesterday you know you talk about photographic memory We were shut down March 16th We weren't allowed to open in the state of New York until September 15th around there so you're talking six months. Out of the year that you're forced to physically keep your doors closed, and if you're caught, you can have your business license stripped. So, you know, what do you do? Well, we got Zoom. We can try something there. So, we tried to keep our schedule as normal as possible. We rented out some equipment. We um, gave it to our members, and they did um, the boot camps body weight we kind of planned as much as we possibly could and just kept them involved and then when we were able to open obviously you know we had to wear the masks and stuff and you know that's neither here nor there but um you know we just been a gradual progression back to you know full capacity and normal so really the biggest thing was probably the zoom first then working out to a capacity and um I, I can't lie to you. I I stuck a couple workouts with some people. You know, I put put some some brown paper over the front door and had ourselves a had ourselves a little session. You know, people need that. They need that interaction. They need to work out. They need to get back to their their daily lives. Whether it was right or wrong, I don't know. I was just kind of acting in the moment and acting to you know save
0: my business and save our business. And it's just what I rolled with. Yeah, dude, I don't, I got a lot of friends in New York and California and just, you know, take opinion out of it. I, they, so many of them have asked me, oh, what'd you do? What'd you, and I'm like, "Yeah." you don't even want me to answer that question because it's not, it's not relatable to what you had to do and what you guys had to go through up there. I mean, we were, we were like suggested to close for like six weeks and like, no, the city never came by. Nobody cared. Like. It's a lot different, and I think you know that.
1: That was one of the tipping points too. I remember going down April, like we were down there in April, and
0: again, everything's
1: closed up here. Even restaurants, you, keep, I mean, you can't find another person for twelve feet, let alone six feet. So I remember going into Rootstock and Vine. My wife and I went to Rootstock and Vine, one of our favorite spots. We sat down. A person sat directly next to me, and I'm like. What are you, why are you sitting next to me? But I, you know, I have to realize I'm, I'm in somewhere totally different than, than New York. And I had to, I was just, man, this is, this is living again, <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's kind of, you, you get so ingrained to what's going on around you, your environment, your own echo chamber, and then you go into something totally different. And it's like, wow, this, so this is what they're doing down here. And this is so much better, in my opinion. Again, take opinion out of it.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I know I have a bunch of reasons for why I'm excited for why you're coming down. I mean, just anybody listening to this podcast or this video, just everything you're talking about with, I mean, everything you talk about is how much you care. You care about your family, you care about members. Yeah. I mean, that's That's yeah. so much what we're focused on. Nobody is ever going to care how much you know until they know how much you care. Correct. And, I've worked with people with $20 online certifications and I've worked with people with master's degrees and, and and both can be successful and both can be not successful and it's based on the attention that they give to the member from saying their name when they walk in to saying their name when they leave to actually having a human discussion with them. I mean right. that's what we look for in our coaches. I describe it as being a, a knowledgeable clown because you you need to be you need to be knowledgeable enough to provide great information. Nobody's asking you to not make the member better. That, that goes without saying, you need to do that. But you can't be stoic. Like you still have to be fun, but you can't be fun and also give no value. You have to be an educated clown to keep people engaged. So I go on and on by why I'm excited. But what um, what made you get pumped up? Because I know you've you, you, you first off, for anybody who doesn't know, this dude, you want to talk about commitment right here? Just, we start talking on the phone, Uh And then he hits me up and he's like, Hey, I'm flying down there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's new. Never had anybody do that. Uh And then comes down, comes to formal. And then we start talking a little bit more flies down again. Uh And then we were like, Hey, maybe we can do this thing. And then I get a third phone call. Hey, I bought a house. I'm in. And I was like, Uh Oh God, like, (laughs) like, those are the people you want on your team though. Like somebody who's that committed. Those are the people you want on your team. What getting to know these members and just strong side, what made you be like, I want to do this. Um,
1: I felt at home, you know, it's, it's weird. It's just, you you get a certain feeling. Um, you know, I loved all the interaction, not only member to member, but coach to member. Um, I wanted to immerse myself in something new and I had kind of been looking and looking and looking and, you know, driving around and believe it or not, it was kind of over Christmas time. I think my mom. She got served an ad from Strongside over Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and she comes up to me. I'll never forget it. We were sitting. We were we were sitting um, over in our living room. She comes up and she goes, "Hey," she goes, "You should check this place out, Strongside. It's literally five minutes away." And she goes, hey, hey. <laughs> "And this is, I this." She goes, "Mitchell, the owner, reminds me so much of you, and just like so much energy." like the way you guys move and like, I've seen him in his ads. And she's just like, I, I really, I, I think it would be a good fit. Why don't you check him out? The next day I emailed you and we got to talking and that's when, you know, formal happened. And then, you know, I knew that I, I, I valued a lot of the same values, that strong side value. So I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I got to put my best foot forward and I got to do everything in my power to try and land a position, whether it's something just starting off, whatever whatever is open, I want to try and be a part of this group. So I said to myself, well, I don't and I said this to you too. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it unless I walk through the doors and and feel it and touch it and 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 you know kind of see it breathing. And that's what's just like, I'm just gonna hop a plane and get down there. And Newark to Atlanta is an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes. So hopped the plane, got down. It just so happened to be the same weekend of the formal. You're like, dude, bring a suit. Okay, brought a suit. And we were off and running. And then the next time I was coming down because we were kind of getting further and further with the house. And as luck would have it, it was the Shamrock Showdown. So two weekends I saw, you know, strong side in full swing and, you know, couldn't be more excited
0: about it cool man i'm uh yeah and I, I i like hearing that you're you're gonna blend right in it's uh it's a good old fun time here yeah um, yeah if anybody's got any questions we're gonna do like one or two more things remember this is live if you got any questions comment them yeah, we'll please. answer them Fire right me. now Fire but me. um let's see. i don't have them all written down but here's okay. what we're gonna do we're gonna do a little lightning round and it. i'll say something and then you say the first thing that that comes to your mind and we'll probably do like 10 or so cool are you ready I'm, I'm making them up as i go along all right peanut butter or jelly peanut butter front or back front left or left or right right nike's or adidas nike's Bench press or deadlift
1: Cool. I'm from Jersey, so bench press. (laughs) Uh,
0: Let's see. Mohawk or faux hawk? I'm going
1: to go with mohawk, but if a faux hawk is done right, it looks pretty sharp.
0: Uh, Wine or bourbon? Bourbon, all day. Uh, Steak or chicken? Steak, all day. Row or run? Run, all day. Uh, When you work out, shirt on or off?
1: I'm an on guy. I always keep it on.
0: Uh, Let's see. Do you wear shorts to your knees or do you wear the chubbies? (laughs) The chubbies. (laughs) Um, I'm going to meet you in the middle. I go right above the knee. All right. Uh, Let's see. Burpees or box jumps? Box jumps. And done. <laughs> that was good. They had like twelve. That's a good little lightning round there. Yeah,
1: that was cool. That was cool. I was actually more impressed to how quick. I, I mean, those were good questions. I'm, I was more impressed with uh, the
0: quickness. I'm usually like, well, do I have to do? You, you know, <laughs> and I overthink it, like really thinking it for a second. Yeah. Your uh, Alex wound up. This, she did say that your mom is a rock star. She knows who your mom is from everybody. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. I mean, I
1: can't. I. That's kind of where I get my. uh my drive um from her she's she's a cancer survivor she is a cancer survivor twice and she's just she's awesome and you know i can say the the same thing about my whole family and that's really what is this whole driving force is i want to be close to my family Uh, we have the little one we're in the process of starting our own family and you know at the end of the day that's that's the most important things in life is, is your family and both work family,
0: immediate family, friends, family. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, Hey, I appreciate the conversation. I know everybody else appreciated the conversation. Thank What's you. the exact timeline? Like I know that it's, it's June 1st, which is like a Wednesday or something like that. You're on You're rock and roll on the strong yeah. side, but when do you move down here and you're going to be taking some classes and stuff in between there? So, We are in the
1: closing week here, so we close on
0: the house on the
1: 16th of May. Um, We, uh, and I was going to start coming maybe even that evening or early the next morning, just start immersing myself in the culture again. So I'll be around starting the 16th. We'll be moving in. We're getting some stuff done to the house. and then June 1st is, is go time. And then we have the Coaches Summit on the 4th, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and kind of just rocking from there. So I want to try and do at least those two weeks where I, you know, check out some of the other gyms and see how other, other strong side coaches do it. Um, see what I can pull from others. Because I think you actually posted something that I really liked is, you know, good coaches, they steal. They steal things. So I, 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 I appreciate that. So I'm going to definitely be on the lookout and seeing seeing what I like and um, checking out classes, meeting people, and I think that's important. And then June 1st, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm
0: ready to rock and, and you're roll doing,
1: now. I'm ready to rock and roll now, but June 1st is the official day. <laughs> and you're doing Murph too, right? So I am going to give it my best shot. I'm going to go. Um, I'm doing my training. For it as much as I possibly can, um, with the pull-ups and all that good stuff. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. Why not? Give it a go. Cool, dude. Have you ever done it before? I've never done it before. I'm a Murph rookie, so I'm nice. pumped. Um, I definitely will get humbled for sure, but I again I want to give it a try. Let's go.
0: That's cool. Yeah, and just just uh, did, did anybody, anybody listening, just make it clear. When he says coaches steal things, he's not talking about like equipment or something. Right, like that. Right, 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 right. It's really? uh, like I agree with you on that, that, you know, everything that we know is owed to other people. We didn't like make up, you know, whatever we know. I mean, if we did, it's super rare. And honestly, if we made it up, we owe it to the community to give it back to them. But really, really good coaches go listen to another coach and then go, ooh, they said to swing the kettlebell this way. That's a really good point. I'm going to take
1: that. Those cues are important too. And again, you have to be pliable as a coach to where maybe some of your cues just don't get the point across. And then you hear something and you try it in action and people are like, okay, got it. And, and you're like, well, there we go. So I think definitely pliability to, to piggyback off of what you just said and kind of steal cues and, the, and a couple of the power hours. Like I, had, I have never listened to those two gentlemen that you sent me. And I was
0: like, man, these are like
1: really, really smart ideas and really, really smart people. And definitely somebody that I can relate to for sure.
0: Yeah. Power Hour is a weekly education call that we do with our whole team. And we bring in like different speakers and stuff like that. It's every Monday for an hour. Um, but uh, but yeah, I was going to say something. But if, oh, yeah. That, that, what you just said, it's a giant red flag to me of somebody's coaching capability. When the sentence starts with, this is how I teach the and because you're so trapped in in your own thinking this is how i teach the squat like now this is how i'm gonna teach it right now like i, I might actually find a better way yep. later on yep.
1: and i think that's also too you know when we you know go, kind of going back to what a uh, big thing that i'm excited for is is having you know one of the other coaches asked me like what's the most thing you know what's one of the most things you're excited about i said Having a team, I have, I have a, a guy up here that I love to death. And it's just us two, though. And I think having a team is so crucial in a great work environment and different people, different backgrounds that you could bounce ideas off of. And I think that's, that's uh, another thing that I think you guys do so, so well is that team atmosphere, camaraderie, and, and everything in between. So I'm really excited for that. Cool. Me too,
0: man. Well, uh, I know you're about to hop on another call with Coach Kerry here in a little bit, do some more <laughs> training. We got a busy day.
1: We got a busy day. We got a busy day. I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to meeting with her. Um, can't wait to get down. Thank you for having me. I love doing this. So hey, if there's anything else, um, you know where to find me. I'll be down there soon.
0: All right, man. Let's rock and roll. I'm excited. Thank Sounds you so much.
1: Good. See you, Mitchell. Bye bye now.
0: See ya.